Okay, friends, you were asked a question this morning. When were you courageous? I'm not going to ask you to say it out loud, but I am going to ask you to think about it here this morning. I'm going to guess that our answers are going to be all over the place because we're different and we've had to use our courage in different seasons and in different times and different ways in our lives. The best way to maybe understand the meaning of courage is often to see it in action. Sometimes we see courage demonstrated in really big ways. Those are the stories that usually make the news. But little moments of courage can be just as inspiring. Our young people here, they walk pretty courageous lives every day. And they inspire me constantly. And so today, I'm going to have them share some of their own moments of courage um, in hopes that it will inspire you, and I'm sure that it will. They'll be doing that in just a moment. We've been talking, um, my young friends and I, about the scriptures that were read today, words spoken to Joshua and to the disciples about being courageous, to trust God when the unknown or that next step really seems terrifying. And we've wondered what it would be like to have heard those um, words to be courageous as Joshua and Peter, to be sent into the promised land or called out onto the water. And we've wondered, even more so maybe, and maybe you have too, why we don't trust these words for ourselves when we're called to step into the unknown and to fully trust and rely on God. The call to be strong and courageous, to step out onto that water is just as much for us today. In little ways and in big ways, we need to trust God daily in our lives. We have those same words that Joshua did, but we have even more. We have the books of wisdom and the prophets. We have words of Jesus, the record of his ministry, letters of the apostles instructing and encouraging us revealing mysteries about God and God's work through Jesus Christ. How do we take all of this, rely on all of this, and be more courageous? I want you to keep thinking about what that answer might be for yourselves and about your courageous moments. <clears throat> I promised my friends this morning that if they were courageous to share a brave story this morning, that I would too. Um, but I want to start, if you would pray with me, before I get to that. Loving God, we bring before you all of our fears and our worries. We pray that you would open our hearts and our minds to hear your message of trust and courage. Meet us here in this space today. May you speak through me and through the voices and stories of our young people. This we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. I feel like I may never have walked a more courageous season than I am at this moment right now. And many of you have been walking this season with me, your love giving me strength every day, and I am so grateful for that. But that is not the courageous story that I want to share with you today. I want to get brave to share a story that I don't know I've really ever said out loud. And it probably is an important story for our young people to hear. 
And it's a story that set the stage for many courageous adventures throughout my life. A story where I was pushed maybe for the first real time outside of my comfort zone and learned that that, taking God's hand outside of our comfort zone, is really what being courageous with God is all about. My second year of seminary, where I was focused on a future of missions and counseling, I began to get requests, suggestions to apply for youth ministry positions. This was the 90s. I think it was the beginning of every church needs to have a youth director phase. So everyone I knew knew a church that was looking to hire a youth director. I tried to avoid those people. <laughs> Why would I want to do that? Honestly, that sounded awful. Um, and it was unknown these churches were making up job descriptions for positions that were brand new. I finally agreed to go on an interview. I actually ended up going on three interviews, and they were terrifying. One was in a boardroom with 20 elders around a solid oak table to hire a youth director. Another one of the interviews was at an Applebee's with several youth and youth leaders. And one was at a game night to see if I'd bond with the youth. <clears throat> I survived those. Um, but then the question came. And, and I'm just not super good at saying no. So when one of the churches said, we think you'd be a great fit for the youth, will you take the job? I thought, I guess. And I said yes, and I, I didn't really think it out. And that was scary, but that was not yet the overwhelming part. I was hired the very beginning of the summer, and you might imagine what summer means for youth ministry. It's mission trips and volunteering and church camp and crazy kinds of adventures. So the first assignment that I had before I really knew anybody in this church was to take about 30 youth on a trip to Washington, D.C. Staying in youth hostels, serving the homeless, visiting the Holocaust Museum. You know, super intense things. The night before we were to leave, I panicked. Like full-blown panic. Like immobile, physically sick. And I thought of canceling. How could I get out of going? And I thought about quitting and I was making up excuses in my head. And looking back, I'm not sure what I was afraid of. The teens, the change, the challenge. It was just not something I ever expected to be doing, and it threw me. I didn't know how I got here or how I was gonna get out of it. But I got on my knees and I prayed. And then I slept. And I slept that night like I have never slept since, ever, wrapped in almost a light of God's warmth and assurance. And I went, I got on that bus, and I was terrified. <clears throat> and no, it was not easy. And honestly, I don't think I ate for at least the first two days of that trip. I was so nervous. But you might guess the rest of that story, although it was hard, it was also kind of awesome. I fell in love with those teens, with serving others, and with trusting Jesus. 
That courageous first summer in youth ministry is one that I will never forget. Trips and activities and game nights, and it all seems crazy now that I was so petrified and afraid. But I'm awfully thankful that I did it scared. The end of that first summer in youth ministry, we had vacation Bible school, and the whole church gets, got involved. I was asked to help our teens run a petting zoo that was going to be set up on the church grounds. And some of you have heard this story. It's one of my favorites. Somehow I was responsible then to get the animals for this petting zoo. So my courage kind of lit on fire that summer. I took our church van. I mean, how else was I supposed to get a bunch of animals? I, I don't know. So I took our church van about an hour away to a farm that I knew, and I filled it up with goats. I mean, like goats in between every seat. It was like a four-seater in between every seat, shoved in the trunk, just a van full of goats. And when I got back to the church and I started to unload these goats on the church van, an elder of the church rushed over and said, did, did you just fill our church van with goats? <clears throat> yes, courageously I said, yes I did. But it's been 30 years now that I have been loving and doing something that I never imagined, that I never wanted to do. And I could tell you a hundred more moments, young people, that I was nervous and freaked out and afraid. But I courageously took God's hand through every open door and I have never regretted it since. Fear can cause us to question our decisions or doubt our abilities. When we are afraid, we may be tempted to turn back, to not take that step into the unknown. Friends, this is not the bold, spirit-filled life that God has in mind for us. Biblical courage is facing our fears with the power of God's word and the presence of God's spirit. God's always for us, with us, providing strength and courage every day. Trusting in God and putting our faith in God will never be disappointed. God will make a way so that we can live boldly and courageously. Sometimes that looks like trying something new. Sometimes it's facing a very difficult, hard time. Sometimes it's speaking in church. Sometimes it's filling a van full of goats. When my young friends ask, and they are very quick to share their fears, is there a way that we can get more courage or to strengthen our courage? Yes. And I have a saying that I say to my shepherd kids and all my extra kids, and I'm going to put, totally put you on the spot to say it, be There it is. Be nervous, but don't be afraid. How does this happen? Ultimately, this happens by trusting God. But here are three ways that I'm going to leave you with today that we can learn to trust and to hold a little tighter onto God's courage. And they are from the instructions given to Joshua that we heard this morning. The first one is to meditate on God's word, to read and then to obey scripture, filling our minds with God's thoughts so that we can respond as God desires. The second is to remember God's faithfulness. God challenged Joshua to do this, to look back and remember how God had provided 
and been faithful. Looking back and remembering God's faithfulness, it encourages us to trust God in the future. The third is to observe the courage of others. It's inspiring. God reminded Joshua that he empowered Moses. Moses was plenty afraid and he had a whole lot of excuses. But watching others being courageous is a really good example to us. And so this is where I'm going to turn it over to my young friends in hopes that their stories of courage will inspire you. Hello, everyone. I'm, I'm Ben, um, Michelle's, Michelle's son, as you may know. But this is my story about um, courage. Over the years, I've had a lot of different friends through sports and activities or school. But I've struggled with having relationships with friends that maybe aren't healthy or not good for me. Something that has always been hard for me was making decisions. My heart has always My heart has always disagreed with my head. I'm not sure if that makes sense, but it means like you have a gut feeling, but maybe you your mind doesn't agree with it, or maybe just it doesn't make sense. I've always found it hard to say no or stand up for myself, but something that helped me sort with these sort of situations was to just let it go and not try and think about it, which is really hard for me because sometimes that thing can just stay in your mind all day and that's the only thing you can think about. And that's kind of where um, I've had help through a lot of other people, but something that then that thing, I would just let that go and let it come back to me and if God gives me a sign or shows me something that maybe, you know what, this is the right decision to make, then that's what I should go through. And, and that's kind of where then, uh, that's where it takes a lot of courage to do because those decisions can be hard and that's why um, being courageous isn't easy, but when you have someone like God that can kind of take you out of your comfort zone and maybe something that you can think about a lot and talk about it, pray about it, talk to your friends, people that you trust. But God has always helped me with being courageous in these sort of situations, but not only giving me strength, but to speak out and speak my mind about things that maybe I'm not sort of comfortable with. But I don't think I could have done this alone with having God by my side to always give me that that sign to show me that this is not right and I need to fix this. So I know that it wouldn't be it wouldn't be the same, but I'm I'm glad that something that God can give me a sign about this is important, and that's why uh, this is how I've been courageous through these type of situations. Let me tell you about a time I had to use both patience and courage to overcome a personal injury. 
It was the middle of my seventh grade football season when I started when I started noticing that my right calf was hurting badly. At first, I thought it was just sore, until it started dragging on. I finally told my mom, and we decided to tell our neighbor, who was an orthopedic doctor, to come over and see if she could figure out what was wrong. She sent she then sent me to get an MRI. The results came back, and the picture showed a stress fracture in my fibula, which is a bone in my lower calf. We then had a follow-up appointment to see what the next steps would be. When they told us that I would be wearing a boot for the next six weeks, I didn't know what to think. It's never something anyone wants to go through, especially midway through a sports season. I remember getting fitted for the boot was the worst. The next week, I had to go to school, which I was dreading. I tried so hard to find courage and be patient with others and myself. The whole injury has made me look at things differently. Now, whenever I see someone in a boot or a cast, I know how much of a struggle they must be going through. I have been dancing for a while now. There was a time when I needed courage to go to dance class after missing dance for a year. I know we have been hearing this a lot, which sucks to have to deal with. But when COVID started, I decided that dance would be too difficult to do online, so I didn't sign up. When I was able to go in person, I took the opportunity. But I was scared I wasn't going to be able to dance as good as I used to. After a few weeks, I wanted to give up because I felt behind. I heard a voice in my head that kept telling me that I had to keep going and not give up on something that I love. In that moment, I felt God's hands help me through a challenging time. I will be forever thankful to have God by my side and others through even the littlest things. I will always let him hold my hand through anything. I started marching band this year, and it's taken a lot of courage to, well, survive. I'm not good at trying new things, but when I was in seventh grade, I marched my first parade. After that first parade, I asked my, uh, I was asked by my band director if I would be interested in joining the high school marching band. He said they only ask a few incoming eighth graders. After I was one of the selected students, I thought about it for a while. It was a difficult decision between sports or band, and I don't always like trying new things, but I said, yes. <laughs> the practice started the week after school was out for summer break. Uh, when I went to that first practice, I didn't know anybody. I built up the courage to start making new friends with the high school students. After many practices later, band camp came along. This is five straight eight hours days of long, hot, and tiring practices. The days were very hard and required a lot of work and patience. I had heard from my brother Ryan and other high schoolers about how difficult band camp would be. I was nervous, but I wasn't sure I could do it. I lacked the courage I needed. But then the week started and I realized after the first day that I didn't, I, that didn't seem as long as I thought it would. 
I started to learn the routine on how the season would look like and began to have confidence in myself. In fact, I had so much energy, worked so hard, and was beginning to gain confidence in myself. I was given a good nickname by the drum major. That name has spread throughout the band. Nicknames are special and only given to a few people, and I was one. This helped me to have more courage when the first football game came along. I was very nervous and I didn't feel courageous at all. People started to encourage me more and eventually I had the courage to perform my first game. About 20 seconds into, into the performance, I started to feel courageous and I was so proud of myself. I know God was with me through every step of the way, giving me hope and courage to try something new. Good morning. <clears throat> Last year's wrestling season, I was a sophomore in high school. I placed fourth at the sectional wrestling tournament, and I qualified for the PIAA districts wrestling tournament. I knew this tournament was going to be tough. I knew I was going to need to be courageous going into this tournament, knowing that I was going to have a really tough first match. I said to myself before my first match, no matter the outcome, as long as I wrestle my hardest and with my best effort, I will be proud of myself. Be brave, Jacob, and give it all you got. My first match was very tough, wrestling the number one seed in my bracket. I was now in the consolations bracket after losing my first match. My next match, I tried to be as courageous as possible and giving it my all, even though it was another good opponent. I ended up losing my second match and my sophomore wrestling season was over. I had a great sophomore year and was excited to get back at it next year and, imp and improve. This year, I'm setting my goal to be a district placer. I am excited to get back out on the mat and work to achieve my goal. I believe and trust God to help me be courageous this wrestling season as I work hard to achieve my goal. That was a time that I felt courageous. Thank you for listening. Last spring, I had an avulsion on my hip, which is essentially a piece of bone breaking off from its original place. The worst part of this injury is not knowing what originally happened to it. I had just started my track and recital season, so I was very busy. I spent almost every hour at practice, learning, and rehearsing. I never felt any pain before until I got to the point where I could barely walk. I used that opportunity to go see my trainer and I, after a long process of waiting for results, I was diagnosed with my avulsion. Soon after, my track season was over and I had lost many opportunities regarding my team. I had, but I had to be the most courageous when I made the decision to not dance in my recital. I had to choose between risking a chance of surgery or not dancing at all. Working all year towards something and having it taken away in an instant is not something I would wish on anyone. I had to have courage when I told my teachers and friends the bad news. Telling them I couldn't be a part of what we all worked for was heartbreaking. I kept telling myself to trust God that I had made the right decision, but when the big night came, I had to sit in the audience. Not only had I had worked so hard, but, I was, but it was unfair to see all my friends doing what I loved most. I felt alone even with those who loved and supported me.
I had to trust God and his timing that he would do the right thing for me and continue to bring me back stronger. I'm back at dance now, and I'm thankful to be healthier. And I'm also looking forward to, to be participating in my recital this year. And now we want to extend this next part of the service as a time for you to remember courageous times you faced, stories of courage that inspire you, and to make an offering of perhaps your time and resources. This is our invitation this, to give this morning. We doubt just like Peter. We, have to, we doubt we have what it takes. We doubt we matter. We doubt our small offering is useful. But doubt keeps us from using our God-given imagination. Our financial gifts and our gifts of time, when combined and wrapped up in some God-given imagination, can t transform the world. What will give you courageously offered today? Is it an offering of money? Perhaps more than what you've thought about giving before. Is it an investment in a program or ministry here? Is it volunteering for something new? something that takes you outside your comfort zone, but allows God to work in wonders for you in this new thing? Is it the gift of your time to benefit this church and our community? Take the time or to take a, the next minute or two to commit to a courageous offering. Think, pray, and then commit by writing it on your courage card. We won't be collecting this card or financial offerings, but we ask you to fall through in whatever courageous way you are being led. We will have a moment or two of silence and then a prayer. Let us be joined together in prayer. God, bless these courageous offerings. Replace our doubt with the confidence that together in your name, we can make a difference. Help us use our gifts of time and money to be the hands and feet of Christ in the world today. Amen. Please rise and turn to page 693 in the brown hymnal. <laughs> 